What's up, what's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and if you're joining us for the first time today, welcome. I am very grateful and thankful for our guest today, Philippa A. Boyens. She is a writer, she is a producer, she's a director, she is absolutely stunning. She is extremely creative, and her and her husband are also on the front lines fighting sex trafficking here in America in brilliant ways with creativity from the Lord. And so I am very grateful that she's joining us because she's speaking into being part of the solution in reforming culture as believers. And I think she shares some really great insight that will encourage you today. So without further ado, let's hop on in. And if you find value, subscribe, leave a written review, share this with your friends, whatever it may be. But I just want to say thank you for choosing to hop on in here to a podcast called Set Apart, because I truly believe this is where we find true satisfaction, living a life set apart with God. What's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn, and I have a treat for you. I'm super excited. Whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening while you're running errands or running on foot or however you choose to listen to this podcast, we wanna welcome you here and I cannot wait for you to hear from Philippa today. She is burning with the message I'm extremely passionate about. And the best part is, is that her and her husband live it. They walk it. They're pure. And to me, that is what living a life set apart is. It's people who don't just say it, but people who live it because they believe it. And so without further ado, Philippa Boyens, how are you? <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Doing well. Always so good to see you. Yes. <laughs> now that um, you know the holidays are over, the New Year is here. Finally, I feel I do feel. Also, I was just quarantined for a while, so I feel like I am like coming out of a cave. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fair. I feel like a lot of us have kind of gone through that, and probably a lot of us have been quarantined too. But gone through those like. Yeah, it's just a God, it's a, been a time to be set apart. <laughs> I feel like God has yeah. been intentional in like making us set time apart for him and from other things. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. I, I loved this season. I do feel like it brought up a lot in me that I didn't know needed to be sifted out in a way. And it also Fair. like made me realize he really delivered me from depression this would have been the time to hit me over and over again with it but it was proof to me that he really is the deliverer and he really did do it <laughs> uh, yes did you feel so, so much purpose is that is that a thing for you <laughs> did I what I feel like I I resonate with um, your story in that too because I've dealt with depression as well and I feel like it's shifted for me where yeah this season could have been very depressing. And I feel just where I am right now is I feel so much purpose. I yeah. feel like there's a reason why I woke up this morning and I want everybody to have that too, for everyone to see there's a reason you woke up this morning and no matter what's going on in the world, um, that God has you here for that reason. And Man, I feel teary eyed. I love that. Yes. I think this season has definitely solidified that in people and, and I think even what you have to share today um, will really encourage people. I think this is a now message. I think it's something that God has, you and your husband have been living, and it's time to really, because you have clout and you have 
authority in this message. It's time for people to hear it. And, and I think that it takes us living and walking something out to really grab authority in it. And so um, before we dive in, though, I want to ask you if you would paint a picture of what all you're doing, because I have seen your movie. Uh, you are an, an, on, I was about to say entrepreneur, but that is true as well. But you have a pod, a show. I was going to say podcast, but you have a show. You have a movie. I think there's other things you're putting your hands to. You and your husband are very creative. I say you and your husband because there's some people like the Maldens, like they go together with what they do in their call. I'm like, you and your husband obliterate the enemy through creative arts. So will you let us know what all you're kind of up to and what you're doing these days? All right. Um, yeah, I think I, I am a writer. I feel most comfortable in that vein. I'm also a creative director. Um, wrote the film Eight Days with a bunch of other creatives to bring awareness to the crime of, of sex trafficking in the USA. I also wrote on a film called I'm Not Ashamed, which was about um, Rachel Joy Scott and the Columbine shootings. Uh, we are currently working on a couple TV shows, um, one on repentance and one on purpose. I have a show with Katie, one of the actresses from Eight Days, Katie and Philippa, um, about helping women arise and who God's called them to be. We have a devotional. We've got several books we're working on. I'm working on a book with Yaku. I just... Um, God really laid on my heart content, um, creating content. I think Jesus spoke, Jesus spoke in parables to illustrate things for people. I feel like that's kind of where God has placed me um, to just kind of tell stories to illustrate his truth. Um, well, if there's ever a time we need that, it's definitely now. The real truth. Capital T truth. Right. Real truth. Absolutely. <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. What what kind of red flags are you seeing in culture right now that we can address in this podcast? And just so people know, you know, we're not going to point out red flags we don't have solutions for. So let's uncover the works of the enemy first, and then we'll hop into some solutions. Well, I think there's there's a lot going on, and I was I was praying about it today, and God's been bringing to mind this quote, Yaku. Yaku said a while ago, and he said, we're supposed to lead society. As Christ followers, we're supposed to lead society. Um, if we react to what's happening, we're late. And I feel like that's how I felt <laughs> all last year, is I felt like Christianity, the church, it was too little, too late. And I was really frustrated because that's not who we're called to be. Um, so I was Praying. I think there's a lot going on, but the enemy is really good at distractions. Um, and I was praying with the Lord and I saw this image of a chessboard <laughs> and I saw the devil kind of moving people around. And God was speaking to me that a lot of us have allowed ourselves to be pawns moved by the enemy. And the God gave me a vision a while ago about, um, I was praying and we were praying about Esther's and I saw God highlighting and anointing different, this was specifically for women around the world. And they, <laughs> I felt this fire and women were standing up. And I feel like God is taking some of us from being pawns manipulated by the enemy. He's kind of like, I'll, I can talk about that more, but becoming these, these chess pieces that really move and make strategic plays that change the whole board 
they changed the whole thing. And I have I chills. Feel like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, it was it was really cool, and I feel like too. God really wants to take us out of the box. The enemy. I okay. So this is weird, but I had this epiphany. I'm a writer, so I see things differently. Um, I see the world as a story. <laughs> so I feel like some of us, it's easy to get caught up in being the character, the person in day-to-day -day life, but there are outside forces, um, this spiritual world going on that, you know, is moving things in certain, in certain places and different things like that. So um, like as a writer, here's what happens in my world when I create stories. I create the character and I know where I want them to get to, but I will allow things to, to come across their path to get them there. Um, so it's just, a, I don't know, I see things a little bit differently and I'm kind of, I felt like I was seeing things from a higher perspective of, okay, this might be what's going on. Um, there's a lot of issues, <laughs> a lot of different red flags we could look at, but I think the real issue is the church isn't seeing themselves as, as who we've been called to be, as who we're made to be. We're reacting too little, too late. And God has, he has a higher perspective for us. He wants us to get out of the game that the enemies kind of put us in and get onto like, you know, up here, look at the board yeah. that way. Um, I, I'm seeing some really cool, interesting things, but it's not going to happen at that, that level. We've got to get up here. I love that. I really love that. It's like um, one of the things that the Lord shared with me one time was it's we're busy looking at is the glass we're arguing over is the glass half full or half empty. And he's like, why don't you look at who's pouring the water? And it's like, oh, my goodness. That's what that reminds me of. I, I have chills from what you were sharing, especially about women. I know that there are a lot of men who listen um, to this podcast, but commonly <laughs> it's women and women, this is the time for you to roar. And I do believe that it is time for like, it doesn't matter what's happened in your past. God is a redeemer and he wants to move you forward by his spirit and his power. Okay. So with this being said, with the things you see going on, what do you see solution wise with us being able to move forward? Um, well, I feel like, yeah, we've got some big things that the enemy's using right now is distraction, fear, yeah. and deception. Um, we have to see clearly, um, you can't allow fear in, in any way. Fear is not from God. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah. Anytime you allow that, you are just letting the enemy rule. Um, we need to be aware of these different areas that the enemy has been deceiving and been, and he's really sneaky. He'll take just, he'll take a little bit of truth and just twist it and press on all our wounds. Um, I, I've been working on this book with um, my husband about how we're in, we're in a culture of death and um, death really entered when sin came in the world. And <laughs> that's what death, the, that's what, where it comes from. But we have, we have the answer. We have the solution. It's, it's Jesus, the creator of life. Like that is, that's it. So, um, yeah, God's been speaking to me a lot about David today. Um, and he brought to me to mind first Samuel, this is the encounter with Goliath. 
Is this working? Yeah. All right. So I just want to read a little bit because this is the this is the word that God has been laying on my heart. It's this is First Samuel seventeen twenty six. Um, David asked the men standing near him, "What we done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God?" Um, so this this account it just goes through and it goes through because Saul doubted him everybody doubts him his brother doubts him um and David knows who he is your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock I went after it struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth when it turned on me I seized it by its hair struck it and killed it your servant has killed both the lion and the bear this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. Um, so I, 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 the church needs to have this kind of radical faith and belief in God. Um, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Um, it's that kind of perspective. And also David was faithful in the battles that he had before. For, and that prepared him for the giants that were to come. Um, so those kind of two things are what God's been speaking to me about. About are we talking about being parts of the solution? Yes. Things there. Um, so those are just um, some big things. Is being faithful and where you're at um, with what God's put in front of you, because He will give you more. Something God's been laying heavy on my heart right now is we need to have a strategy. The enemy's been playing us. We've been allowed to be pawns. Um, but God has God has a, a much better strategy. And I feel like, again, we've been kind of talking about things here, and we need to have that divine perspective, that divine strategy. But I also feel like we need to have a kind of 50-year plan as the body of Christ to kind of take back culture. Um, let's not Come on. Stop reacting. Yeah. We need to stop reacting to what's happening in society and start making a plan to take back the kingdom. Um, and this is, this unites the different mountains of influence. Every person working together, the body needs to come together, be unified. I don't care about our differences. We, this God made us different, but I'm tired of losing territory. As a mom, I'm tired of the school system and entertainment just degrading our culture and influencing kids. And, you know, we fight trafficking and it's horrible to see what this does to people when we, we, we teach them things that aren't life-giving. We're teaching death culture and it's impacting people. I'm just going through all these stats today for... Um, my husband's book on death culture and life. And it's just, it's, I, I can't even like sit in it, just how bad everything's gotten. And I'm just tired. I'm like, there's Goliath. That's fine. But who are you to defy the armies of the living God? Like, let's go after this thing. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. You know, something that you said, which all of it is Phenomenal. Like, I just want to roar right now. I won't. Don't worry. But I want to. Um, but I feel like what one of the keys you said there is, you know, David 
by being David and knowing God was prepared for Goliath when he came. And I think one of the things I, I agree with, I heard somebody in the prayer room the other day praying something and to avoid being in a spirit of criticism or judgment, the truth is they were praying about something for the government to do. And the Lord told me that's the, that's the job of the church. And I think we have to get out of that headspace. We've allowed other mountains to us what culture is. And it does not come into agreement with who God is. But God is the biggest innovator. He's the biggest disruptor of culture in a good way. And, um, and so I, I feel like, I guess there's this part of me that's kind of like, you know, David was just living that life. So it's like, I look at where, when I look at the world, I'm like, this is how the church has discipled us. We are here because this is, this was the fruit of the church understanding disciples because we are to go into the world and make disciples of nations, not stay in the church and disciple the church. Right. And so I, I do wonder, like, this is me thinking out loud. So not that you would have the answer, but I do think about this. And if you want to speak into this, let me know, or we could keep going, whatever. But I, I'm like, what on earth? Like we're here now because of silence, because of not understanding identity, because of, xyz all of it i don't i don't know but we're here because of and and i love generations we need to run together i don't want to point my finger and blame that's not going to help us but we do need to figure out what we did wrong so we don't continue making that mistake i don't know if that makes sense but it does make me think i do think that sometimes we are definitely yeah living in the um, consequences of the generations before us. And that's something uh, Katie and I speak to in our devotional and book, because I, that's something I struggled with too, is I felt in my heart that I, what I did didn't matter. And um, I acted that way. And there's things that happened to people around me where I saw things and I didn't do anything. And the consequences were really bad. Um, not saying I could have prevented, but I hate that. And I don't want, like, yeah, just, you know, my walk with God has been a revelation of, yeah, who you are, it matters. <laughs> Showing yeah. up matters. There's a reason you woke up this morning. Um, yeah. So we have and to, I love we, that. We have to. Yeah. So when you think about if somebody is tuning in today, and they see a massive gap or issue in culture today, what would you say to them? Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> God has, <laughs> my, my mother used to say something like, if you see, if, if you see something needs to be fixed, you're probably called to do it. <laughs> um, and I think I'm with you. I have even fallen into that trap of, let the government fix it like praying those those prayers and oh it's such a trap i the that's one of the things the enemy's been doing it's been very distraction um all the while keeping you from doing what god has called you to do and yeah. so um yeah i so one of the things i've been talking a lot to people about this is um yeah just what we're called to do if god showed you something Pray with him, seek him on what you can do about it. I've been talking to a friend that's very um, 
very pro-life. She's worked at a pregnancy crisis center. And I'm like, okay, let's start making these plans. What would you do? Uh, what do you think the church needs to do about this? And she's like, well, every church needs to be connected to a pregnancy crisis center. Like that's, I mean, just, it could be a little thing, but we need to start working together with other people too. Um, God's called, you know, God's called everybody to something and there's something everybody can do. The cool thing about our film eight days is it was a volunteer project by a bunch of creatives who, you know, we didn't know what we could do to physically help or rescue victims, but Hey, we have these talents. This is what we can do. Um, but it takes an army of people and there is an army. There is, there are people that passionately love Jesus that want to help. Um, so if God is highlighting these things to you, I want you to take it to prayer, take it to friends that love Jesus too, and just, you know, try and get those divine strategies from him. I love that. I think that's totally key because the world has a three-step program. It doesn't work. It doesn't, but, but you know, it's well-meaning, but we have the solution in, in God. One of the, I make my posts in bulk. I don't know if I've posted this one or not yet, but it said some, it says something like, um, is turn that frustration into a solution. So like, it's good to feel frustrated, but what are you going to do about it? Cause the Israelites yeah. did a lot of complaining and I feel really bad that they're always using this example, but we got to learn by example or we can repeat history. And I don't want to, um, I want to enter the promised land. I, I really felt like abortion was going to be overturned in the next four years and crazy enough with God, it still could be, no matter who's in leadership, it really could still be. And that could mean something totally different than I thought. But I really felt like um, it would be overturned in the next four years. But that that's totally different than, um, than, you know, there's a whole lot that happens after that. It trickles down to states, and then we'll see light and darkness in states, and et cetera, et cetera. Like, there's so much to it. But um, I thought from a national level that we would see it overturned. Um, but I was, I'm thinking, you know, it's great to go to the Lord for the solution. It's good. But how do we remain set apart? Because I know, and I know you and your husband have to know when you go into these spheres of influence, you get, people will want to trample on you because when light steps in the room, it's very loud and it will either cause jealousy hate, accusation out of people, or it'll make people want to be holy. <laughs> it does one of two things, but usually it's the first one. And so how do you remain strong and set apart when you go into these places that God's taking us into these days? I'm very careful with um, my time and who I let in emotionally. I am a very I'm a creative and very sensitive people and yeah. I have to protect myself. And I think even being prophetic too, it's um, you have to really guard your heart and guard your time. And Jesus went away multiple times when he got overwhelmed and just spent time with the father. I think the majority of our time has to be protected and with him. And then he recharges us and commissions us to go and, um, something God's laid heavy on my heart is Ezekiel 33, um, watchman on the wall. We are only responsible for what God tells us. If we 
He tells us to tell people what we see when we tell them the blood is on their hands if they don't do it. But if we do not do what God shows us, do not say what he shows us, then the blood's on our hands. And we can't control how other people respond, um, but you're just responsible for being obedient. God has been laying on my heart, obedience, obedience, obedience. And it's that whole repentance is heavy, Second Chronicles um, 7, 14. But it's about, yeah, just obedience has been super heavy, repentance and obedience. Um, yeah. God has laid on my heart too. Um, he told me a couple of years ago, and I was just like, um, Roe v. Wade would fall and the church needs to be prepared for it. And I, you know, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I think, you know, again, it's not putting the pressure on the government, but what can the church do now yes. um, to be prepared? And two, God told me, um, this was interesting. I have these conversations where I'm like, I just ask him questions because I'm like, don't understand and I want to understand. Um, well, he's talking about um, there are systems that don't honor God and they're going to be torn down. Systems like education, um, the judicial system, which hasn't been honest, which hasn't been just uh, these systems yeah. that do not honor God. Um, what I'm hearing in prayer is that they will be torn down because they don't honor him and they're going to be built up to honor him. And I'm having this conversation with God and I'm like, but they're so big, they're so strong, they're so solid and secure. And, and I felt like he said in my spirit, that's what they said about the walls of Jericho. So, wow. <laughs> and the key to those walls falling, it was worship and it was obedience. It was being obedient to this crazy, crazy thing that makes no sense. Um, this out of the box strategy. So, I don't know how, but I do know um, we we need to spend time with him, get those divine strategies. And it's going to be some out of the box, crazy, radical things. But what we're doing isn't working. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, we can't do this in our own human limitations and um, got some giants that need to be slayed. I love you so much. I am so grateful for you. I love the authenticity too of you saying, I was telling God, but they're so big. And it's <laughs> like, well, I just think there's something important because, you know, it's easy to look at people who are on the front lines and forget they're human in a way, but it's like, it's what it's it's what happens when you like are you gonna take that but god they're so big to the lord or are you just gonna complain to everybody that they're so big and it's impossible but what you're doing is the answer you're going to him and i love what you just said i think that what you just said about roe v way being overturned and the church being prepared is the prime example of everything you're saying because i don't know if it was interviewing when, when i interviewed you or what but i did the life matters campaign on god tv and my eyes were open like they've never been open before i had no idea you don't know what you don't know until you find out <laughs> and i i just remember feeling like we as the church are not ready for abortion to be overturned and i love that you're saying we've got to we've got to mobilize now which means curriculum and schools yep. have to be teaching identity 40% of women who sit down in the church every single Sunday are 40% of women who get abortions across the board, go to church and sit in a pew every Sunday. What is the church doing to make room 
to talk about sexual purity and temptations and the sins and lusts of the flesh in these regards, how are we talking about it? Because there, there's a lot of things that aren't happening at home that could happen at church or resources for families and for parents to know, hey, this is actually important. Social media, how do I, you know, there's so much to cover. Like, and we never realize how much of a role we're going to play in Roe v. Wade overturning and the church being prepared because it's going to require entertainment, media, education, family, family, family. And it's going to require the, I mean, it's going to require every mountain being infiltrated with innovative ideas that are identity driven so that when this is overturned, people aren't still because they don't know what they don't know, trying to find a way to abort a baby, a kill, kill a baby. If we're going to, I don't want to say it in such gentle terms because it's a big deal. It's happening, but I love, I love this so much. Is there anything, um, this makes me want to go dream with God. I'm probably going to be doing that when we right. hang out even. I'm like, I just want to go dream. <laughs> um, what, I, is there anything you would add to this? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm still processing and praying. Oh, but I want, I'm seeing communities, um, churches work together church leaders work together, but business leaders, entertainment leaders, every mountain of influence working together. And what can we do for our city? What can we do? Like, this is the territory God's given us. Um, it's going to take men. It's going to take women. It's going to take families, um, lots and lots of people. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, looking through those statistics it's really it can look really daunting when you look at those goliaths out there but just knowing you know how big our god is um, but it's going to take us actually doing something not waiting on other people there's yeah. a reason you woke up this morning god is anointing and calling people up even now and he has he has the answers um he has all the answers so um but I really am seeing communities work together and in these different mountains of influence and taking back culture and doing it together. Um, something cool, my husband, yeah, something cool my husband's working on. It's something called free space. Social media is a problem. <laughs> um, news and media is a problem because there's not a lot of truth in them sometimes. And they've got a lot of negative race guys, these tech guys and business guys decided, hey, what can we do about this? Um, they were part of the social dilemma, um, consulted on that. So they've created free space that has value reinforcement built in. So it literally encourages and reinforces and rewards you for doing positive things. Um, so it's interesting. New people are signing up and I'm seeing so much hurt and anger and they're, they're posting things and that hurt and anger and I'm like, we're really gonna have to retrain people on how to like, wow. <laughs> like start sizing values again and dreaming and tracking it. Um, it's literally, it's a, it's retraining because we've set some really bad habits and we can. Like these guys have made a system, but there's, there's people. No matter what area you're in, there's something God has called you to do, and it's gonna take a lot of people working together. But we can definitely make a huge impact. I'm, I'm excited. I'm praying into this. Um, yeah. I've been excited to talk to you about this because I think God's going to give you some really cool ideas too. 
I love that. I love that. I um, totally signed up for, is it, what's it called? Free space? Yes. I signed up for that. I don't remember if you sent that to me today or yesterday. My days are blending. Was that today or yesterday? I think Whenever you sent it to me. I, sent, I signed up, but I need to download the actual app because I did it on my, um, like through the browser. And I love it. Oh, I like how I like how easy it is, and I like the look of it and how simple it is. I saw you out there encouraging people too, girl. I saw you out there. I saw you out there in the free space. <laughs> um, okay, so y'all are working on free space, and is that something people can go check out now? Yes, it has it has launched. Um, it is new. I know they're working in some new things. Um, it's not going to be as you know complete and robust as Facebook yet, but we want to create, it's really like a safe space um, where, you know, if there is harmful, no explicit material at all, that's really important to us. Um, and we're really encouraging. It's literally, I feel like we're retraining people's brains like, to get yeah. off of these negative patterns, this divisive, negative, you know, anger that has set in um, to be more encouraging and I love that. I love that. I love I love the cheerleaders of the world. I mean, keep it real, but also like we've got to paint hope because Jesus is hope. And when you have him, it's you can't help but feel encouraged and encourage other people. Even even it's like even when joy comes in in hard seasons, joy can still be there. It just maybe is more sobering than it is filled with laughter. But we really do have a lot of retraining to do like um I also like the idea of there being many platforms instead of one major mega platform um, to create more jobs for people and to create more diversity in the platforms that are going on in general. And so free space sounds like my cup of tea. It's so cute because it sounds like I'm doing a professional marketing um, thing for y'all, but I'm not. That's just coming out of my heart. <laughs> I just caught myself. We're going to interrupt this program for a brief free space marketing commercial. I don't know. No. Um, okay. So then y'all are working on a book and when your book comes out, I have to have y'all back on so you can share more about that. And then where can people, um, find your show, your book or your devotional and you tell us all the deets. Um, I do a show with Katie and Philippa, Katie and Philippa.com. You can find a lot of that. Um, we're on Instagram and not Twitter anymore. Instagram and Facebook and Free Space. Um, my name's Philippa Boyens. You can find me on any of those. Um, After Eden Pictures is our production company. Um, fight Trafficking, sharetogethernow.org. Um, and my husband has a ministry, yakuboyensministries.org. You guys do a lot. But I think it's because you know God and you see what's going on and he's given you the capacity to do everything you're doing from rest. I do see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, okay. I just, there's a reason. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I think it was cutting up a little bit. Um, do you, will you pray for the, the homies, the babes, the tribe, the men? I had to say men really manly after you accidentally said all the babes. Um, but for everyone tuning in, will you pray for us? Because um, I would love, I would love yeah. some prayer from you, girlfriend. Okay. Awesome. Um, Father God, thank you so much. Thank you for who you are, Lord God. 
Thank you. You are such a good, good father, Lord. I thank you that you are above all things and that you have all the answers, Lord. Lord, I thank you for everyone watching, um, for your bride, Lord, that you've called, Lord. I thank you for this time that you've put us in, that we are here for such a time as this, Lord. Lord, I ask for just clarity of vision, Lord. I ask where there is deception that you would break through, that you take off every veil um, that has been put on, Lord God, that every that your perfect love drive out all fear, Lord, that we see clearly, that we hear from you, open ears, open hearts, open eyes, Lord. We want more of you, Lord. I thank you that you have called people for such a time as this, Lord. Help us to set, be set apart um, with you in everything we're doing, Lord, um, so, and prepare us for what you've called us to do, Lord. I thank you that you are moving Jamie Lynn in mighty ways, Lord, and thank you for the things that you've called her to that she is doing. Thank you for her book, Lord. I thank you for the books that are going to be written and the movies that are going to be produced, Lord, and um, Lord, just every area of influence that you've called people to, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your ideas, Lord. I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you that you are above all things, Lord. We just, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. I am fired up. If you guys I really encourage you to go follow Philippa and I don't just have anybody come on my podcast. This woman is the real deal and I really value her and her husband. I mean, it doesn't, you go follow her on Instagram. It doesn't take long to see. And she stands up. I love your Instagram story repost too. I'm like, Ooh, mama isn't messing because mama knows. And I love that you're a warrior. Come on, girl, you a warrior out there. And I love that. We need that. And so just for all of you to encourage you to go follow. And if you find value in this, subscribe, hit the bell. I'm, I don't know if you're watching on YouTube, whatever that looks like, subscribe, hit the bell. I don't know what the thing is, but on the podcast, yes. subscribe, leave a written review and uh, let us know what you think, but go follow, go follow my girl and, you know, go support everything she's putting her hands to. And I know you'll hear more from her in the future. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for joining us, Philippa. You the best. <laughs> Thanks.